following has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. That's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. (laughs) You like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll never have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my favorite. That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. A little spicier, the better. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we go. Yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down. And not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toaster because sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster. Been a lively little show so far. Um, certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Good morning, Central Nebraska. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show. I'm Michael Shively, in for Doug Duda today. Jim Langan is with me, and we're excited to talk some sports. A happy New Year to everybody. That's the first time I get to say that. I know Doug got to on Tuesday, but excited because, you know, Holidays are awesome, but we're through it, and that means we're into the the true grinder part of uh, the winter sports season, and we're right on the cusp of... Football playoff situation for the NFL, for the college football playoff final on Monday. Uh, Lots to look forward to. This is an awesome part of the sports calendar and a great day to talk about it. Jimmy, how are you doing? Real good. How are you doing today? Can't complain, but I admit I'm a little thrown. Uh, We have the the TV on in here that that Doug watches, and uh, we just had soap opera on. I, I feel like I've exclusively seen ESPN on this TV, but uh, we got like Days of Our Lives or something rolling through right now. Now, you, we got this is kind of an interesting deal with the co-host. See, my <laughs> angle, my angle and my information, yeah. you'd have to agree, is way different than your information. Right. And what I, I have to do a lot of things on just recovery of my own brain, where you guys can look up <laughs> stuff immediately with all the laptops like and three TVs. screens at my disposal. Yeah, exactly. Least, you, know, yeah. So you can push a button, and I've got to go, and yeah, no, I, I think you know, the Nebraska beat uh, right. Oregon the first game in 71-34-7. i got to remember that, and I can't hey, look I, it I'd rather test your memory yeah, than mine. Yeah, there we go. I was testing my finger speed on the laptop. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, we got a good show. Uh, we have lots of high school sports to talk about it. It's, it's that time of year, and it's a cool time of year because this is a, a newer award that is going to get a lot of headlines here today, tonight, tomorrow. The Wooden Legacy Award, and that will be uh, presented tonight to, to the Baronic family in honor of the late Paul Baronic, the Ravenna legend. And so we're going to talk about that with Jeff Drogi. He's the president of the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association. They help organize the Wooden Legacy Award, and he'll be joining the program here in about 10 minutes. Uh, after him, we have Kevin Mayfield uh, joining, and he's the head coach of the Grand Island Central Catholic girls basketball team. They didn't make the playoffs, or they didn't make the state tournament last year, and uh, let me tell you, they're going to be a team that, that you're going to be seeing in Lincoln this year. They're a fascinating team because they really only play five players. But those five are pretty darn good, and they have just one loss this season to the number one ranked team, Lincoln Christian. So excited yeah. to chat with him. Yeah, I, first of all, I've worked GSCC a few times, and, and they they play very well. They've got a good guard. They get a good inside game. They've got they've got a post player inside that's very tall that can block shots, um, so make it difficult to score. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm amazed about is how bad how, how good must Lincoln Christian be? Oh yeah, they, this, they, they this is them. absolutely yeah. unbelievable. The score was uh, unbelievable. 
unbelievable how bad they beat them by 20 plus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so I mean, I just uh, that that score alone, I thought, man, I mean, the Lincoln Christian. I mean, <laughs> there, there's a team that, that, that I'll just I'm going to go out on the limb and say that Lincoln Christian is going to be in the state tournament too. Yes, I, I, I'd say yeah. We and we might even have a rematch, Crusaders against Crusaders uh, there in Lincoln. Who knows? So we look forward to that talk. Of course, that's in advance of tonight's broadcast on ESPN Tri Cities. I'll be there at GICC as. The Crusaders host Kearney Catholic. The Stars making the trip east, and I think uh, both of those clubs are thinking they have a great chance to get some statement wins. So looking forward to those broadcasts tonight. Uh, last night was an exciting evening of high school basketball. I, I know there were a couple that uh, kind of flipped results. I, on our KHAS station, our, our partner station in Hastings, 1230 AM, 104.1 FM, Hastings High and Adams Central played. First off, I love that they play each other. The in-county schools, I, I know, you know there's a, do you want to play the, the other schools in your same city, different classes, and they played. And on the boys' side, Hastings High had a 15-point halftime lead, an 11-point lead heading to the fourth quarter, and it went to overtime and Adams Central won. So heartbreak for the Tigers, but a huge victory for the Patriots in Adams County supremacy. Yeah, uh, you know, those two teams have played in Adams Central um so far has had the upper hand in these games. Uh, you know, you've got Adam Central, St. Cecilia, and Hastings High that all are very competitive. And uh, there's a, there's some class differences, but Adam Central seems to always be in the middle. You know, St. Right. Cecilia's maybe C2, sometimes D1, very seldom D1, usually C2, but Adam Central's usually C1, very seldom B, but Hastings is usually Class B uh, every year that they're going to play. But it's an in-state rivalry. You don't have to travel farther. You don't have to watch the weather that close on, you know, <laughs> then you get home. You and, should get a lot of fans there, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great crowd. I mean, yeah. You, but there's a couple. And that, those kids know each other. You know, right. that, that's what I love about it. You you go to cities that have multiple high schools in the same class. You know, I'm from Lincoln. They all we play each other. love playing Southeast or, or if we played Pius, you know. And I, I get, like, Hastings High and St. Cecilia. Maybe they don't want to play each other. But I love Adam Central and Hastings High play. And in a week or so, Adam Central plays St. Cecilia, and that just makes for, for great entertainment. Yeah, and you know, you can look at look at GICC girls in Grand Island High, senior high girls. You know, it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be played. I mean, it, right, it, right. It, but uh, Grand Island Senior High did play GICC once in the boys, and Carney uh, Catholic and Carney High never play each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just something that we haven't done here in Kearney. But uh, you don't think there wouldn't be a good gate there. I wouldn't mind having the gate for that game. <laughs> yeah, no you kidding. Know, yeah, let's go yeah, ahead. As an yeah. administrator. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right here. Right, we'll just, uh, yeah. But it, the, the, yeah, but it, there are some schools that, you know, like O'Neill versus O'Neill St. Mary. Um, right. St. Mary's been really good in, in, in competing. Uh, you don't see O'Neill High School very often down at the state tournament and doing this. So there's some areas that they just don't play. They're just yeah, Norfolk be Catholic, Norfolk Catholic, yeah. they wouldn't. Uh, dream of playing each right. other, but and, you yeah. know, and Class A is a different ball game, so I get it. And you know, there's a lot of reasons you play games and don't play them. There's a lot yeah. of reasons, and you know, so at a, at a basketball game, let's just say basketball. Let's just we're, we're kind of talking about that right now because in wrestling it would be a little different because it's oh, an course. individual play. Uh, but in basketball. You've got a lot of different things. You've got coaches. You've got players. Uh, you've got officials. But the reason maybe they don't play is because spectators. You know, that might be the reason. That would be the number one reason I would think that they want play uh, is because the spectators. And these people have been in the, you know, you get these nine-year-old basketball, 10, 11, 12. They've known each other forever. They make decisions. Hey, we're going to go to this school. We're going to go to that school. Hey, good luck to you. But hey, you know, now we've got to divide it a little uh-huh. bit here. And there's no sense getting the bragging rights just for one game, you know, or, yeah. you know, and not only that, uh, you put a lot of pressure on your coaches uh, in one game. Uh, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. Uh, one coach could run up the score on another team. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong that could create. To- so sometimes it's better just not to play. And I totally like that, you know, if you're a class A school, you have to worry about, you know, if you play a C1 school, that could really affect your 
your wild card points and you also just it's a different style of game so i totally get the a schools you know carney high and carney catholic that doesn't make too much sense uh so i'm not trying to say that i just love that the Hastings schools did it and you know right. if you go to columbus or whatever you scotus better play lakeview because that that's just the right thing to do they're in the they're, same district a lot yeah, yeah, yeah and right. uh in norfolk and norfolk catholic and lutheran high northeast it, they ought to play each other it just makes sense and it makes for fun rivalries it makes for fun entertainment and i'm glad they did that i'm glad it was an awesome game in Hastings last night. Uh, college football heating up. Uh, we got Monday coming up, but uh, I don't know if you saw this, Jimmy, but uh, yesterday, Ohio State got a transfer portal quarterback. Yeah, from Kansas State, Yeah, right? Will Howard, the K-State quarterback. Yeah, and I believe um, someone else, somebody's going to Oregon. Who's going to Oregon? The quarter, There's a quarterback. It, it's, the, it's Don Gabriel out of Oklahoma. Yeah, so those yeah. two are going to play each other. Oregon's going to be playing Ohio State. Next Man. year, and you, you, you and got, they were just playing o, OU versus K State. Yeah, yeah, now they're going to be playing Ohio <laughs> State versus Oregon, the same two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now, you know, one thing about quarterbacks, they never ever play against each other. You know, right? What I, right. I mean, you know, it's not offense defense. Yeah, offense defense. Yeah. It's not like an NBA basketball game where the players are actually going to be on the floor. You mm-hmm. don't have to guard each other, maybe, and uh, both on offense and defense. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting deal. But I thought that was, uh, and you know, yeah, I don't know if you know the national championship games between, of course, Washington, and Michigan. They're going to play each other in yeah. Washington next year yeah, in October. And, and, right, yeah. Michigan, there's Michigan schedule next year is insane. Uh, they yeah. also get Texas, they get Washington, they get Ohio State, they get Penn State, they get. A lot. I think USC maybe. USC, yeah, just crazy. Uh, but you know, watching that Ohio State-Missouri game, Missouri won the bowl game, and the talk on that broadcast the whole way is Ryan Day doesn't want to transfer portal quarterback. He's happy. He has high-level recruits, two guys in there, but those guys didn't play that well in that game. So he you scored three points. <laughs> three more than Iowa. Go ahead. And so they did go in, and they got Will Howard. And I was wondering, because there's, there's still Cam Ward, the Washington State quarterback, and he might go to the NFL draft, but uh, that was a long time to wait if you're Will Howard in the transfer portal. And I think he ended up at a good landing spot. And Ohio State and Ryan Day just felt so much pressure, I think, from their fan base, maybe internally from their athletic department, that it, you need to do something. We can't have another year where you're going to be – a big underdog against Michigan, and you need you, you cannot just hope that these high level freshman sophomore recruits that you have are actually going to show up. They didn't in the bowl game. You got to get somebody, and I don't I don't think he wanted to. At least that was the talk on the broadcast, and and here he is. He's landing one of the biggest fish in the portal. Yeah, and I think you know it, it, it it's a good idea. You better be able to shop in all the stores. If if you're only going to shop in Walmart only, that's not good. You better go to Target, Walmart, both. Try to see what the best buys are, and look to see if you got something that they might have that you want. And I think you know you better be able to get on the. You better recruit high school seniors you better be able to go to the juco's and you better be able to go on the transfer portal you better be able to shop in all the stores if you're not willing to do that you're going to miss a player every once in a while at the university of nebraska they had tanner lee i think that came out of a, a, a school in tulane. in tulane and then you had uh mike rozier who came out of coffeeville junior college you end up winning your heisman trophy and then you have uh, guys that you recruited out of high school too so you, you want to be able to do everything and look at what your needs might be and uh, what you do and well, i'll tell you what i think is really interesting to me and and uh, uh, professional football is the, your field goal kickers. How obvious it is there. Guy misses one, he's gone, and then the guy that was in 34th gets a job. The guy that's in 35th is now sitting back going, hey, I hope I'm next. You know what I mean? He's, it's, it never hurts to have him watch a couple of NFL games and have a guy miss an extra point two field goals because he might have a job the next week. It's kind of that harsh, you know, with your, your, your hey, field we goal got, kickers. Uh, yeah. We got uh, Carney High graduate and Nebraska graduate that knows all about that yes, game, yeah, right? in and out. Oh, yeah, he's, he's always been somewhere between 24 and 40, hasn't he? Yeah, yep, and Brett Maher, he's now with the Los Angeles Rams. So that's some football talk. We'll revisit that later on in the show. But up next, uh, we need to visit with Jeff Drogi. We'll be talking about the Wooden Legacy Award. It will be presented this evening between the girls and boys games at Ravenna High School to the Baronic family in honor of the late 
Paul Baronic. Well, folks, uh, we're talking about some Hastings area basketball uh, on the way to your game. Be sure to stop by Big Dally's Deli. They offer Hastings best sandwiches, delicious homemade soups, also party trays. It's the unique home of a bazillion and one deli sandwiches. Their sides are also excellent. Side items include chips, homemade potato salad, fruit cups, side salad, homemade soup, cookies, desserts, and more. They have two locations to serve you. 610 East South Street, uh, that's there by Duncan Field, 801 West 2nd Street in downtown Hastings. That's Big Dally's Deli in Hastings. This is the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Tri-Cities. We talk to Jeff Drogi next. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Welcome back to Doug and Daddy Show. Michael Shively in for Doug Duda today. Jim Langan is with me. Danny Alvarado, our producer, rolling along on a Friday. Uh, lots of high school basketball action last night. Uh, some exciting games coming up tonight. And, and maybe even more exciting than the games. What's going to happen in between? The girls and boys tonight at Ravenna. They're hosting Wood River. Between the games will be a presentation of the John Wooden Legacy Award to the Baronic family on behalf of Coach Paul Baronic. And to talk about it right now, we have the president of the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association, Jeff Drogi, joining the program. Well, Jeff, uh, first off, uh, I know you're out of Schuyler, and I know you're with the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association. For folks not familiar with that association, what do you guys do? Oh, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the show today. I appreciate that. And uh, yes, uh, the Basketball Coaches Association has been around for uh, more than 30 years, and um, we uh, are uh, under the umbrella of the Nebraska Basketball Development Association, which is a a uh, program that began in 1981. So uh, we've been around for a while, and uh, yeah, we're, uh, our, our goal is to, to help our coaches, right? Uh, our scholastic coaches, and uh, and uh, unite, uh, give our coaches a voice. Uh, you know, strength in numbers. Uh, we uh, about five or six years ago, I made a we made a good move to uh, join the National High School Basketball Coaches Association. And uh, that's, that's really, I think, uh, provided a lot of uh, more oomph or juice to our program or to our organization. And, uh, and also one of those um, perks that spun off of that, uh, joining that uh, national organization, is the John Wooden Legacy Award. Yeah, you, you guys have been around for a while, as you said, but this is a newer award to present. It's just two years old. What is the John Wooden Legacy Award, and, and how did it come here to Nebraska? Okay, good question. Uh, we, um, um, with the National High School Basketball Coaches Association, met with uh, the Wooden family, 
a couple years ago, as you said, and uh, the, uh, the goal here was to uh, honor high school coaches uh, across the country uh, and uh, and to honor coaches that, uh, you know, embodied the characteristics of John Wooden. Now, for those young people out there listening, who's John Wooden? <laughs> uh, at UCLA, uh, he's a men's UCLA coach back in the 60s, that went into the 70s, uh, only won 10 national championships. Oh, yeah, that's uh, it. And I think seven of them in a row, to be honest, uh, if I remember correctly. So, uh, but but more importantly, uh, John Wooden was a man of character, uh, and uh, of course, I never met him in person, but uh, seen a lot of uh, his games on TV and a lot of his interviews. But uh, so anyway, uh, from the family, uh, agreed with the National High School Basketball Coaches Association to. Uh, put this award together, and so uh, member states in Nebraska, of course, is a member of the, like I said, of the uh, National High School Basketball Coaches Association, and uh, now we have the opportunity to uh, vote um, and select a boys coach and a girls coach each year uh, that um, uh, can win the Warden or the Wooden Legacy Award. Well, Jeff. Uh Tonight is when it's being presented, at least this year's version, to the boys' coach, and it's Paul Baranek, who passed away in 2019 from cancer. And 2015. The, mm-hmm. 2015, pardon me. Thank you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Baranek family going to be there, of course, a, a coaching icon in uh, Coach B, and then Drake and uh, the whole family prominent in the area. What were the conversations like in selecting Paul Baranek to be this year's award winner? Well, first of all, yeah, I guess I need to back up a little bit. Uh, as a, as the, the NBCA, the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association, the members were, are, were requested to uh, nominate uh, coaches to be past or present coaches. And uh, the criteria was, was pretty simple, what I've already basically have said. Uh, a coach that's achieved ex- excellence in um, the basketball court and also in the classroom. And, uh, of course, uh, we know, uh, of course, Baranek is very well, uh, is, is obviously very, meeting those requirements uh, pretty easily. But, uh, but the, uh, so the nominations came in. I organized those, you know, nominations, and uh, then I had, I selected a, a, a committee, selection committee of coaches, for a, a different committee for the girls' coaches and one for the boys' coaches. And, and, uh, and on both sides, uh, the committee, uh, uh, basically we, we voted, the committee voted on, on from the nomination list. And, uh, this year, uh, Randy Carpenter was voted our girls coach, a Wooden Legacy Award winner, and out of Lexington. And, of course, we know Paul Baranek was uh, voted as, as the representative for the boys' side. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff, hey, Jim Langan here. I coached with Paul for eight years at, at Ravana, um, and then uh, also was uh, stayed and in, in taught with him for 17 years at, at the school. And uh, he had six or seven years that were just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot yeah. of them when his sons were playing, too, at the same time. So it was really uh, the community went to a lot of games at that time. In fact, the girls' program was winning some championships during that same time, too. But it was unbelievable. Uh, the record he had in a seven-year period was just f- – phenomenal and I uh, I don't have the stats right in front of me but I think they got third twice they maybe got runner up once and then I think they had like three state championships uh, you might have that is it four is that what it says right in there uh, yeah. four yeah okay four four. State championships. yeah and that's yep. somewhere around 2003 to like 2010 I'm just throwing this out in in, in yep. and trying to remember exactly when that would have been but uh, those years were just phenomenal and how they, they they competed at that level and they played I believe it was Bellevue West in a game that uh, everybody was so excited, and they had about a 17-point lead and just kind of <laughs> ran out of gas, you know, and yeah. Bellevue West ended up winning the game. But it kind of started some of these t- uh, tournaments now that are going on that Tino Martinez has in Grand Island where they bring in and they play, you know, a Class B plays C1, and and people aren't afraid to have a D2 team taking on a C2 team. Your thoughts on that? I, I think that's awesome. You're right, and and that was probably you know I don't know how many years ago that was when they played Bellevue West, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I wish I could have been there in person, but uh, yeah, you didn't see a whole lot of that back then. Uh, and so give give props to Bellevue West uh, to be able to agree to that because you know you could say well they're Class A, what do they have to gain from this? 
Uh, if they lose, you know, if they win, they're supposed to win. And, of course, if they lose, well, how'd you get beat by a team so much smaller school? But, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, yes, as you said, that was a great game. Uh, and uh, Bellevue West ended up uh, in the end getting them. But, but so they were ahead of the time. Paul Baronic was, uh, I didn't know him real well, but uh, he did. He was our NBCA Basketball Coach of the Year in 2004 and got to know him a little bit then. But then he also coached one of our um, – uh, NBDA teams. I mean, back then, I think I don't know if it was Valentino's or Bison was our sponsor, but a lot of people referred to our teams back then as you know the Valentino's team or the Bison team. But uh, he, he coached in 2006 one of our teams, and uh, and I was fortunate enough to have a player at the time on that team, and they were, they moved practice around from Lincoln to you know uh, maybe Grand Island, and one time one time they had they even had them come here in Skyler and have practice here. And, you know, to be, you know, a young coach, uh, to have Paul Baronic in, in, in our high school gym here at Skyler, I was just like a, you know, like a kid at a, I don't know, it, it was just, he's, it was amazing. And just to watch him practice, run the practice and listen, he just, anybody that knew him, or if your paths crossed with Paul, as you know, <laughs> the guy was, was more than a coach, more than a, he was he was just an amazing person and character and uh, and, and he was a, he was a mini John Wood you know of, of Nebraska basketball. You know, and the other thing, he had three boys. Riley played for him, and it was a good three-point shooter. And then Connor and Drake went on and played college basketball. And of course, they're coaching now, right now at Kearney High School together. But those two, uh, Drake played, a phenomenal player at UNK, then played one year at the University of Nebraska. Connor played, I believe, at Doan, and then came back to UNK, and they were always very, very good scores in the MIAA. And Paul and Brenda attended many of the games that uh, uh, UNK, and of course, <laughs> Vanna played in during that time. Yes, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know Connor or Riley very well, but uh, Drake. Uh, you know, uh, he's, Drake's been a loyal, supportive uh, member of the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association forever, uh, and since he's been around. And of course, he's still a young pup. But uh, and so you know, it's uh, it's a pleasure uh, seeing Drake, and I can't wait to see him tonight and see the whole family tonight. But. Uh, yeah, you can obviously see uh, there's been a lot of uh, handed down in, in knowledge and uh, from the basketball end of things, and also character with from Paul down to his kids. So it's 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 going to be an enjoyable night tonight. I know that. I can't wait. Jeff Drogi, he's the president of the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association, joining us on the Doug and Daddy Show. And you mentioned. Uh, the connection to John Wooden there, and I think the word legacy appropriate for the reasons you just mentioned, a, a legacy in that community, legacy within his family, and high-character basketball coaches. And uh, I did look it up, Jimmy, 2006 when when Bell West and Ravenna played. Four-point game. Yeah, they and, uh, you know, <laughs> incredible. Ravenna also lost to David City Aquinas in the final that year. That's one of the things people don't remember. David City Aquinas uh, actually beat him in the final that year. Ravenna might have been Ravenna's best team ever that they did not win, and they did not win the state championship that year. Uh, their schedule was really tough that year, and sometimes you get a schedule, and you know how that is, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can coach some years, and you can go 27-0, and 0, but there was only about one or two people that could beat you out of those 27 you were a heavy yep. favorite all the time uh yep. San, i believe sandy creek and cambridge girls could justify to that <laughs> yeah no no doubt you're right uh, jim and you know what jim i mean not to get off topic here but uh what i had i know you've worked a lot of our games over the years and yes. uh, i'm sure you have fond memories of me right i was always calm and collective and supported all your calls hey, right hi. Hey, I always enjoyed working your games. You were very loyal to the program. You wanted the right call made, and if you got on me, it was probably something I missed. You know, but well, hey, I, I know one thing for sure. I never teed you up because I don't tee many people up. you got to work really hard to get one of those. Yeah, well, you... Oh, I'm reffing tonight, believe it or not, Jeff. You'll see me reffing the Ravana Wood River game tonight. I, I can set it up so oh, I'd be wow. there, and I'll be great. there tonight to see you. Awesome. I did not know that. that was, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, of course... You you never made a wrong call in any game. You can play with me. So. I missed, I missed so two I last night. I know of. Bad time. <laughs> All right, Jeff. You bet. Yeah. So Jeff Drogi with us. Uh, t- the presentation is between the girls and boys game tonight. What should people expect? Uh, when should they arrive? We know there's going to be a lot of folks there. Uh, what what's the setup? What should people expect if they want to to watch this award get presented to the Baronic family and be a part of the John Wooden Legacy Award presentation? 
Well, the girls' game starts at six o'clock, and uh, you know it, it's just you know roughly seven fifteen. Uh, so uh, if you want, if you're there before seven, between seven, and you know, I, you know well, earlier the better, obviously, you can get there before the girls' game starts. But uh, um, but that's the approximate time frame, seven fifteen. You know, but uh, if the game goes longer, overtime, or if there's a mercy rule in effect, who knows? But uh, I think they're probably going to try to. We got Jim Langan you know, as an official, so it'll probably be seven oh five. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just uh, Paul Baranek who has been honored. I want to give you a chance to to talk about Randy Carpenter as well of Lexington. Uh, that award has already been presented to. Uh, that's on the girls' side. Uh, uh, what was the process like, or, or what was uh, the reasoning behind uh, another Central Nebraska legend, Randy Carpenter, receiving the girls' version? of the John Wooden Legacy Award? Well, again, yeah, it was the coaches uh, nominated. He was on the nomination list, and uh, the, collection, the uh, coaches selection committee, uh, that's the vote came out, and uh, Randy was awarded the, the 2023 Girls uh, Wooden Legacy Award winner, and I didn't hear any arguments from anybody. <laughs> Obviously, another great coach, great person, uh, basically, you know, he's even been mentioned as almost like the father of starting girls basketball in Nebraska, or certainly in Central Nebraska. Uh, and he, Randy, was uh, running uh, like club teams uh, before you know girls were even allowed or had a sanctioned sport in the mid '70s, early '70s is when the girls started basketball. And so, uh, and then of course, very successful again, uh, successful on the basketball court, successful uh, teacher in the classroom, class act, integrity. Uh, the characteristics uh, of John Wooden, and uh, he just meets all that criteria very easily. And and, uh, and his wife, wow, his wife, I learned uh, she kept his scorebook uh, for every home and away game, I think, through all those years, every game, from my understanding. So she deserves an award as well. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, isn't that, that is amazing. And, and you are right about in 19, uh, around 1974, 75, in that time, period it could have been 76 they had no uh, nsaa uh tournament or anything in fact they the games you know you just you just went someplace called somebody up on the phone and then you got it together but it was school sanctioned but they just didn't have a state championship or or anything like that at okay. that time and okay. randy larry bleach was doing that at gibbon around that same time around that 1974 70 the same time with randy carpenter uh that was doing that in in our area at that time all right. Awesome well, history there. Uh, and looking forward to tonight. Uh, Coach Paul Baranek will be honored, uh, his family receiving the John Wooden Legacy Award uh, on his behalf. Uh, Jeff, uh, thanks for organizing all this. Thanks for taking some time to chat, and we look forward to tonight. All right. Thank you for having me again on the show. And, yes, we'll see a lot of you tonight. That's Jeff Drogi. He's the president of the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association. Uh, here are the, they they gave Doug the read in advance. Okay, okay. So uh, there is that's, some that's stuff very good. There, right? and, and I am Doug today. So yeah, here's how what, close was I? Probably off. <laughs> you were pretty darn close. Okay, ahead, so away. in his coaching career, Coach Paul Baranek compiled 448 wins and nine state tournament appearances. In those appearances, he won four state titles, two of which were undefeated seasons. One state runner-up and two third-place finishes. And like Jeff mentioned, he was the MBDA Coach of the Year in 2004 and was both the Nebraska Coaches Association and Grand Island Independence Coach of the Year in 2006. So uh, certainly an impressive resume, and the legacy even goes beyond that. Yeah, in that seven year, in that he got either um, the Ravana team either won it, got second or third in seven of the, the those, like, 12 years or 10 years, you know, when they've been there. Um, yeah, and had a lot of success. You know, a lot of people get to the state tournament and don't win a game. A lot of people, right. never, no, a lot of people never get to the state tournament. It's a little easier now to get there with with six classes. You know, there was a time when there was just four classes. And you remember in the 19, you'll read those 1927, 1928. <laughs> class K. K class yeah. K, you know, you're, hey, we've state champions. 16 you, to 12. Yeah, yeah, right. Or, yeah, or you, got, you got beat two to nothing in the semis. Yeah, but there were a lot there. And at that time in the 1920s, you didn't have to earn your right. If you wanted to go to the state tournament, you just had to go. You got to go and get in your car, get in your get on the train or whatever you decided to drive. You got there. Uh, you did not have to qualify. You could just play in the state tournament. And then that no longer did that happen. In fact, um, there was a time in Class C 
where you had to win an 18 district and another team won an 18 district and they had to play off. So only one out of six, there were 128 teams in Class C and only eight went to the state tournament. That happened from about 25-year period. So it was really hard, really more difficult to get there. Well, one of the greats to do it, Paul Baronic and uh, Jimmy, I, I, we've been talking about him this whole segment, but I do want to give you a chance. Uh, you mentioned your, your connection and uh, just passed away so young at 55 after uh, fighting with cancer and uh, gotten to know Drake and Connor coaching at Kearney High. And you mentioned Riley, another son uh, that played for Ravenna. But Legacy is a, is a great name for this award. How, how do you view his legacy and Ravenna? and in high school basketball in Nebraska. Well, I was really proud of him. I, I worked really hard. I mean, in 1982 and 83, I was the head coach. We were the district champion. Uh, my assistant coach left, and we hired Paul. Um, so the, the very first year I coached, we were district champions. And Ravana had only had one district champion in the previous 20 years. So we, I, I was lucky enough. I'm very fortunate enough to win a, a really close game against Centura 19-18 in double overtime to help us get to that there. But Paul came right in and was a very loyal assistant for seven years. And I had some opportunities to move up to the Class B level. And I decided, hey, either I was going to have to move over and let Paul have a chance to coach because he wanted to coach, be a head coach. And he was probably we were probably going to end up losing him. And I, I, I kind of had a desire to referee, too. I really enjoyed doing that. Or something else I could do, or maybe be a high school principal. So, yeah, that's kind of when it happened. But uh, Paul's first two years did not go very well. I think he was 1-17 and 17 and maybe 9-10 oh or 10-9. and nine. But other, other than that, then slowly just kind of got better as it went on. But once his boys got there, they just dominated. It was amazing uh, how well they played and how fast they played. And there's some other uh, – James Habe, who's now the head coach at Ravana, played on those teams. A great player for him. He went on and played some NAIA ball. They had four guys on that team that went on and played college basketball. You know, so try to imagine – that that's kind of like an Atkinson West Holt type team with Chubbuck and etc but they had some really good teams but what I remember about it the most we'd make phone calls and, and laugh in our humor I mean, our humor, we had we were junior high football coaches together, and we were JV football coaches together. My favorite story with Paul is one time we got the JV football team and lined them up and put the ball on the one-yard line and said, okay, we're going to run 10 plays against nobody and go 10 yards in any way. Uh, we ran a quick pitch, and the, the quarterback threw it out of the back of the end zone. So we <laughs> said, hey, let's run it again. If we, run it, we ran it again, and our full, they hit our fullback in the back, and he fell out in the end zone. I said, hey, guys, I said, I got some really bad news for you. We're not playing anybody, and we're down 4 nothing. <laughs> and Paul, Paul told that story forever. Well, now there's nobody to tell the story except me. You know, but Paul would always yeah. tell that story, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I'd call him on the phone or uh, all the time. I miss all those phone calls. That's what I, you know, when you're talking about the legacy and stuff like that, when, when you see it, we're beyond that. We're glad we won, but we don't, you never talk about your successes. I mean, you really don't. You don't really have. You enjoy those. You always kind of remember the times. You, you know the other things and the humor things, and, and remember mm, phone calls and et cetera. But I don't get to make those anymore, and that's been tough on me for seven or eight years. You know, I, I don't get to make those phone calls and really miss them. Well, he'll be honored tonight to uh, Coach Paul Baronic with the John Wooden Legacy Award. Uh, his family will accept it on his behalf. And uh, another person that uh, knew him, Doug Duda. He'll be there and he'll have the call. You can listen if you can't make it up to Ravenna tonight uh, for the games against Wood River. We encourage you to tune in. 98.9 The Vibe, that's where you can listen to it. Doug Duda will have the call of Wood River at Ravenna. And between the girls and boys games, get there by 7, folks. And, and you're going to be waiting in line if you do. So uh, get there in plenty of time. To, to get in and to witness that uh, award presentation between the girls and boys games. Well, folks, we do have uh, some uh, uh, poll question here for you, and this is available on our Twitter account, ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. Do you think Antonio Pierce would be a good fit as the head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, currently the interim head coach? Were you a yes or a no, Danny? Uh, that's going to be He's a yes. He, his mic's not on, but he's he's a yes. Uh, and uh, the question before uh, we asked earlier this week, who do you think will win the college football playoff national championship? 58% Michigan, 42% Washington. Uh, that's a little closer maybe than I expected. We have some more high school basketball conversation next. Uh, Kevin Mayfield, head coach of the Grand Island Central Catholic Girls, joins us. They have a huge game tonight. You can hear it on ESPN Tri-Cities, and we'll talk with the coach next.
The 41st Annual Home and Builders Show, presented by the Kearney Area Builders Association, is coming up January 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Buffalo County Expo Center. This is the 41st year of people finding hundreds of ideas for better living. On the weekend, there will be six wildlife encounter shows. That's the Home and Builders Show, Friday, January 12th from 1 to 7, Saturday, January 13th from 10 to 7, and Sunday, January 14th from 11 to 5 at the Buffalo County Expo Center. Admission is just 5 bucks. Kids 12 and under get in free. Proceeds fund scholarships for graduating seniors looking to have a career in the building industry. Don't let concerns about shifts in the market disrupt your long-term financial goals. Hi, I'm financial advisor Phil Nelson of Edward Jones here in Hastings. Let's work together on an investment strategy for long-term results. While you can't control market volatility, you can control your financial future. Start by giving me a call at 402-834-3932. Edward Jones member SIPC. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. We were born do-it-yourselfers. Teaching you how to do it like a pro is what we live for. We're about relationship, not transactions. At Master's True Value, what we value is the empowerment you feel when you realize that do-it-yourself doesn't mean you do it alone. Master's True Value is over 5,000 locally owned True Value stores that go to work each and every day to take care of their customers. This year, we are celebrating the 75th anniversary of True Value. It's 75 years of finding solutions and building relationships for all who love what we do. Master's True Value, East Highway 30, Kearney. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Well, thank you so much to all of our sponsors of the Doug and Daddy Show that make our broadcast possible, including our friends at Husker Sit and Sleep. You can find them, 1907 Central Avenue in Kearney. Open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, 1 to 4 on Sunday. They sell right off the floor, so you can see it, buy it, take it, or it can be delivered. Check them out online, huskersitandsleep.com. That's huskersitandsleep.com. And I'll, I'll say this from personal experience. They also have some deals at shopwheelerdealer.com. Or, uh, you hear those ads uh, on our sta- family and networks, and they have some awesome deals there. I actually took advantage of one of those a couple weeks ago. Uh, got the wife a recliner. But uh, conversation continues in high school basketball. Michael Shively in for Doug Duda. Jim Lang in with me as well. And we're happy to be talking some girls' hoops now ahead of tonight's games. Really looking forward to these. Grand Island Central Catholic hosting Kearney Catholic. GICC coach Kevin Mayfield joins me now. Uh, coach, uh, how's the week of practice been? I know uh, you haven't uh, had any games since last weekend. That's been going good. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, Short weeks, so that's always nice. It sure is, and uh, you've been having a really fine season. Nine and one, the record. Uh, that lone loss coming to Lincoln Christian, who's undefeated and ranked number one. I got the chance to see your squad against Seward, a Class B school that is really competitive. And uh, that first quarter was a little tough, but after that, your group took control and won that game, and and you won it by 15. Then you go to the holiday tournament you get two victories, beating Minden and St. Mary's. Your team's on fire right now. What's going right that's led to some really quality wins the last few times on the court? 
Well, I'll tell you, we just got some really quality girls that uh, work hard, very coachable. Um, you know, they understand their roles on the team. We're not real deep with that, but um, they're just they're a joy to coach, and and uh, they put in a lot of time, whether it's been in the summers or off seasons, and we put in a lot of time of uh, scouting and watching video with things like that, and just you know, I know anytime you're having success, you've got to have good kids, but. Um, it, it just they're, they're just such a joy to work with and, and are so good to be around. Grand Island Central Catholic, uh, you've had a, a lot of success lately, and uh, that included last year, really good season, but it did not end up at a, a spot at the state tournament. I'm sure that's something that's motivating your girls. Uh, made it in 2022, but not 23. How much has that been a conversation, whether in your goal setting before the season or throughout, about getting back to Lincoln? You know, it has been a little bit, but maybe not as much as you would think. Uh, you know, we had a lot of unforeseen uh, circumstances and a lot of adversity last year, and not to mm-hmm. make excuses that that came up that uh, you know most teams don't have to deal with throughout the year. And um, and, and because of that, I kind of handled the girls with kid gloves and did things differently. And um, you know, the girls were were disappointed last year, and I, I think I was more disappointed and. Uh, I remember at the end of the season, I told them that, you know, all that's on me. That was my fault. Um, I didn't handle things the right way. I didn't necessarily work them hard enough. We weren't disciplined enough. And I said, things are going to have to change, and you're going to have to handle it. And, um, you know, so I don't think it was so much the girls of getting motivated. It was me getting motivated, and the girls just did what's asked of them. Uh, Like I said, they're very coachable and, and work very hard and, and uh, so we've just changed a few things, and, and fortunately it's worked out very well for us. Kevin, you've got um, a different type of team, though, uh, depth-wise, but you're, it seems like you've got a really good ball handler. You've got a couple nice shooters, and then you've got a, 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 a girl inside that has a nice touch, shoots free throws really well, um, and can, can makes it difficult to score. I mean, so you've got kind of what you need, um, but you've you got to stay out of foul trouble, it looks like to me a little bit. But talk a little bit about some of your guards, and get, why don't you mention their names and et cetera real quick. Yeah, and you're exactly right. I mean, we've got all the right pieces that every coach would want to have. Uh, the only thing, it would be nice to have a couple more of each one of those pieces. Because we, <laughs> we really are only five deep. Uh, we, we've got great ball handlers, starting with our point guard for the most part, uh, Brendel Moody. Uh, got a lot of experience the last two years, very athletic. Uh, she has really improved on her shot a lot and, and playing with confidence. Um, our other two guards, Anna Tibbetts, Avery O'Boyle, uh, both of them are fantastic shooters. And, you know, in my 37 years of coaching, I don't know if I've ever coached two kids that have put in more time uh, working on their shot and, and truly being in the gym, being a gym rat. And, uh, you know, they both can play defense, too. All three of them can. Uh, then, you know, you mentioned uh, inside, we've got Carolyn Mazur, 6'1", uh, post player, so to speak, but you know she can play on the perimeter too. She can handle the ball. She can shoot, and and then our third member of that's uh, Maggie Herbeck, who is really the new member to the group. Uh, she didn't play as much last year; just didn't develop quite as quick. And uh, this summer, she was absolutely fantastic and worked hard. And um, she's just getting better and better, and I think can continue to get better. Uh, the bar's kind of unlimited for her. So, you know, when you talk about the the different positions, you're exactly right. We've got all all five positions covered. We we do need to stay healthy. We do need to stay out of foul trouble and things like that. And, uh, we've we've gotten in foul trouble a little bit. We've had a couple times where three of the girls have had four fouls, but knock on wood, we've been fortunate to keep them in the game. We're talking to Kevin Mayfield. He's the head coach of the Grand Island Central Catholic girls basketball team. They'll be on the air right here on ESPN Tri-Cities tonight taking on Kearney Catholic at home. You mentioned uh, that you have the stalwart in the post. That's Carolyn Mazur, fantastic athlete. to Volleyball, she's committed signs to go to Drake University, D1 for volleyball, and she makes her presence known in the paint. Double-double machine. Seeing if I can find how many double-doubles in a row she had. Oh, she didn't get one against St. Mary's. That broke her streak of, what, five, six in a row uh, or five five straight double-doubles? She averages a double-double. What what type of attitude does she have where other teams know that she's going to do this? They, they know that she's going to be crashing the glass, that she's going to get fed in the paint. To, to still get it done routinely, double-double, night after night. 
Yeah, she's just uh, she's getting a little meaner, uh, for lack of a better word. She is such a, a great kid, a nice girl that uh, in the past she's maybe running up the floor and somebody falls down and she's the first uh, over to the other team to help pick them up while the game's still going on. And, you know, she just she's so nice like that. And I kept telling her she's got to get meaner. She's got to throw some elbows, get grumpy and all that. And, and she uh, she's just playing a little more aggressively. Uh, she is very intelligent, very smart, uh, straight A student, um, honor roll student, uh, National Honor Society, all of that. And, uh, she she uses her her physical talents very well with with what she has. And, and you mentioned, yeah, I mean, she's not a pure speed athlete, but she is a, a very good athlete, and, and she has kind of uh, made herself a good athlete. Well, she's sure going to get tested tonight. Carney Catholic comes to town, and they're having a fine season, and they have some low-post presence, a couple of girls, yeah. and led by a Squires girl that's going to, Callie, she's going to cause some challenges. Looking at what the Stars bring to the table, I know you've you bested them the last couple of years. Coach Petrie, he's, uh, he's hoping he can get upper hand this year. What do you need to do well against this Stars team? Well, obviously we need to play well. You know, they're very well coached with Coach Petrie, and um, you know, they kind of remind us of our team the last two years with, with all their height. You know, I think Carnes is 6'3", and Squires is six foot six one, and then the Mandernack girls, 6'1", right in there. So uh, we don't have that height like, um, like uh, we used to in the past. They've got it. So it's kind of like trying to prepare for us the last two years. But, um, you know, we kind of feel like we're, we're that way also. I even mentioned to the girls last night, I said, I'm glad I don't have to scout our team or prepare for us because we've got five really quality girls that can that are just great all-around players. You know, uh, Kevin, too, another thing. You're in C1. When I look at um, high school girls basketball in the area, C1 is kind of loaded. Um, and even C2, some of the schools in C2. So you need to continue to win to give yourself a really good opportunity to have a chance to get to state and maybe even get a good seat at the state tournament. I mean, on your record, you've beaten Minden. A, a team that's seven and two. Uh, you played Lincoln Christian, who you probably don't want to play real quick again. But you got Adams Central, Carney Catholic, Saint Cecilia. I mean, and you in your conference tournament, you're going to run into some buzzsaws. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, we we hope we're prepared for all that. Um, I made a comment the other day. I think we're nine and one. We played ten games, and seven of the teams that we played uh, were ranked uh, at the time when we played them. Whether it's been you know, D1, C2, Class B, C1, and, uh, you know, you're exactly right about C1. In the last two, three, four years, uh, C1 is just brutal. Um, I think last year, honestly, there was probably 13, 14 teams that honestly could have won state last year. Uh, it was so deep. And uh, this year it's maybe not quite as deep, but there's still some quality teams. You mentioned Lincoln Christian. You know, they're probably the cream of the crop right now. Um, unfortunately, we did not play very well against them, and that's you know a lot of credit credit to them. Uh, after them, uh, it's a dogfight. Uh, I think we're sitting second right now, but we could easily be out of the top ten. Also, there's just so many good teams. Well, Coach Kevin Mayfield, final couple of minutes here, and uh, at that Seward game, I noticed uh, your former star Lucy Gaffon as uh, she was there in the stands taking it in on during her winter break. She's playing some Division One basketball for the Omaha Mavericks, and uh, looks like she she might not have been in action here in December, but in November, as a true freshman, she started five straight games and played nearly twenty minutes in in those contests, put up some points too, averaging nine and a half per game. Uh, what can you tell? us about Lucy and how she's off to just such a great start in her true freshman year at the University of Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, the first thing I said to Lucy when uh, when she uh, came back and visited a couple of times, I asked her if she still had a year of eligibility last year, <laughs> you know, a yeah. COVID year for high school or something, because mm-hmm. you know, we, we lost four really good seniors last year, but obviously Lucy, a uh, tremendous player playing at UNO, and She's gotten off to a good start there. You mentioned all that. And then, unfortunately, right after Thanksgiving, I know she got a, an ankle injury and uh, really hasn't come back from that yet. And uh, just hopefully here in the next week or two, she'll hopefully be getting back to true form. But, uh, yeah, again, just a quality kid. And, you know, I love it when the alumni comes back and, and watches you at practice or watches you at a game and, and talks with the girls. Because, you know, ultimately that's what, you know, high school athletics is about, you know, your state championships, not everybody wins that, but 
uh, every one of these kids are going to grow up and be hopefully productive adults in our society and, and have good relationships with each other. And uh, it's always great when the alumni come back. Well, Coach, it's always a pleasure talking. Look forward to seeing you tonight, and uh, good luck. A tough, tough game against Carney Catholic. Yeah, appreciate it. Hopefully things go well for us. It's always a dogfight. Uh, we're looking for a really good game. See you, Kevin. Yep, that's Kevin Mayfield, head coach of Grand Island Central Catholic Girls Basketball. We'll have that for you this evening right here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Of course, the boys' game will follow that. A really big game for Kearney Catholic, too. I mean, you think about it, this is a really huge basketball game right now. I mean, it's a, you know, when, when you get down, one thing about the NSAA, the way they've got it set up with the districts, and you got a chance to get a wild card, you don't necessarily have to win your your sub-district to get in, but it sure helps to get, have that win and continue because they only take a few. You only, It's not like they take a bunch. So if you get – sometimes you get the whole same sub-district, you might have three teams that are like – 21 and one well yeah. two of them are going <laughs> there's there's only two other spots left then so you know you want to continue to win and give yourself a really good opportunity to have that and uh, you want you want to be able to play in that uh, that game where they take 16 teams and eight of them get to go Oh, awesome stuff. Uh, both of our high school hoops segments. Uh, can't wait for that tonight. And, and of course, Wood River Ravenna on 98.9 The Vibe. Kearney Catholic uh, at GICC here on ESPN Tri-Cities. We're going to talk some college hoops. Uh, I haven't even mentioned Nebraska men's basketball yet. win they had over Indiana. Oh, my That'll gosh. It's, it's been killing me to wait 57 minutes to get there. So we're going to get to that next right yeah, here. And the... maybe a little NFL. <laughs> maybe just about a, a one-minute segment on the NFL. So we'll go ahead and listen up. Yes, they're coming we'll up. Ready to go. Yep. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. Where you're a neighbor, not a number, we're custom pack. This week at Custom Pack, get USDA Choice Boneless Beef Rump Roast for $5.38 a pound. Or Hickory Smoked Ham Shanks, $2.18 a pound. And fresh lean pork shoulder roasts for $1.95 a pound. All this and more at Custom Pack in Hastings. At Custom Pack, you're a neighbor, not a number. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own, and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. From service to sales, everyone at Cornhusker Toyota Honda wants to say thank you for voting us the best. Come see us and find out why. We're Nebraska's only dual Toyota Honda dealer, and both are offering great rates on your new vehicle. We're stocked with Tundra trucks. Come in and test drive one today. When you're voted the best, expect a high level of service that doesn't end after the sale. We're on Deers Avenue, Grand Island, and we truly appreciate our customers. Stop in today or start online at CornhuskerToyota.com and CornhuskerHonda.com. Doug and Daddy Show continuing on on a Friday nearing the noon hour. Michael Shively in for Doug Duda. Jim Langan's here with me as well. We want to thank our friends at Midway. If you're thinking about a new vehicle or new to you, Midway Certified, what you need to check out. Here's what comes with it. Six-month, 6,000-mile comprehensive warranty, plus two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty, plus one year of nitrogen and road hazard, plus a 133-point inspection, so that thing is like new, plus complimentary automatic car washes, plus 30-day exchange privilege, plus complimentary first oil change, so lots of good reasons to consider your next uh, vehicle to be a Midway certified vehicle. Thinkmidway.com where you can check them out. Pay them a visit in South Kearney. Uh, 
going to get to some high or some college hoops here in a second. But college football note: uh, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about the college football playoff final, but the FCS national championship that's this weekend. That's Sunday in Frisco, Texas, where it always is. It'll be televised on ABC. 1 p.m. kickoff. South Dakota State going for a repeat title. The Jackrabbits face off against number two Montana, and uh, I think a lot of folks from here are going to be paying attention to SDSU. Carney alum, Carney High alum Isaiah Stalberg. He is uh, playing his final season at SDSU after two seasons at Nebraska. He's second on the team in tackles with 75. Uh, also, uh, a Grand Island player, Caleb Frankel, he uh, back up, backs up Stalbert, has 26 tackles. So, uh, plenty of area talent. Uh, Montana, North Platts, Vince Genitone, he's on their roster. Uh, Lincoln East alum, Chris Walker, is in his sixth season of college football. Former Husker, didn't get much time, now in his second year at Montana. So, tons of Nebraska high school connections. It'd be a fun game to watch. Uh, it's uh, South Dakota State going for a repeat championship against Montana. And in college hoops, also Saturday, I'm very much looking forward to this, Nebraska at Wisconsin. Another chance for the Huskers to get a statement victory. That's certainly what I'd say they got against Indiana, blowing the doors off the Hoosiers earlier this week. But Wisconsin's going to be a bigger challenge. It's on the road in Madison against a top 25 team. So I'm fired up about that. Uh, uh, Lots of momentum with the Huskers. And, uh, Jimmy, you know, I I can't, can't keep away from it. Oh, yeah, and you've always been a huge <laughs> Nebraska fan. Uh, the Creighton game, I'm sure, bothered you quite a bit because we I talked about it I expected something bit. a little similar to that, yeah. so I didn't get too you invested. Know, here's here's a, a hell of a stat for you, and I know you're young, but I took Kellen Doug on this. I said, don't be surprised if the home team wins. I keep telling right, them that. Right. Don't be surprised if the home I don't care who's playing who, okay? In the Big Ten this year, in the Big Ten this year, the 14 Big Ten teams are 103 and 15 at home this year. Wow. 103 wins and 15 losses. If you get rid of Michigan and Michigan State, the other the other 12 are 93 and 10 because Michigan and Michigan State have five of the home losses, and they kind of schedule some. And Mi- Michigan's having an awful year. Yeah. And Michigan State had that slip up against James Madison, who turns out is really good. Right. So the other the other 12 average 7.8 wins and 0.8 losses so they're they're about eight and one the average team in the big that's about nebraska's at you know we're about eight and one at home you know what i mean just a really so what i'm trying to explain to you is it's gonna be a really tough game when you go on the road Oh, no kidding i mean you i i'm hoping that nebraska now purdue's a different uh team i think but i'm hoping nebraska can go one and eight on the road this year I'm hoping, that, and I hope they go. I, I feel like, uh, I, you know, I, I would hope that too. I might even hope for more. Yeah, and I'm hoping if one and eight. But if that's the case, they got to go nine and nine. I mean, they already lost on the road to one of the easiest Minnesota. road games in Minnesota. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, they're just, it's so hard to win on the road. But I'm hoping they go nine and no at home. Uh, I think if they go, I think if they do go. Nine and nine, they're going to get in the tournament if they the record's nine and nine. That's probably the baseline. Yeah, if you go that, yeah. you have a good chance. If you don't go five hundred, then league, you're going to have to have a really good right. conference tournament. You know, you're going to have to really do something in the conference tournament, and you're going to have to get some quality wins, like beating a Purdue in the conference tournament, something like that, to to get yourself up there. But uh, they, they sure are fun to watch, and they sure outplayed Indiana. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this yeah. wasn't just a lucky win; uh, the, the huge win uh, over Kansas State on the road. Wasn't that a road oh, game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think, I mean, that to me. And nobody that, watched it because at the same time as Husker Volleyball, and it was on ESPN Plus, yeah. but a huge win. Yeah, I think the Kansas State win, honestly, on the road was probably their biggest win. Um, right. Uh, and, right. And especially when you start to, because Kansas State. It's their only road win right now. Yeah, and the Kansas State's going to be one of those teams they're going to be looking at and comparing. Who should get in and who's on the bubble and who did? Well, Nebraska held them to 46, so yeah. maybe tip the captain right. of the Cornhuskers. And, and see, yeah. last, year, last year we really didn't have um, – we had too many losses, um, uh, signature losses, and we had huge wins. We had Iowa on the road. 
We had at like Creighton. Yeah, at Creighton, and I think we also beat somebody like Maryland on the road. It was somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Maryland. And, and yeah. We were we were Nebraska won three games when they were like fifteen point underdogs. <laughs> I mean, boy, if we could just get any just one of those three this year, it would be nice. You know, to win on the road. But Nebraska is capable of it because they shoot the three so well. Um, I don't think they rebound as poor as they as I expected they might. They're rebounding a yeah, little bit just better now. Alec has been yeah. helpful in that. What what I find them to be their weakness. Juan Gary. Yeah. Their weakness that I see this year is guarding the three. Um, they do not do a very good job of getting out on the perimeter. And they don't really even try to, and it's by like that's their design. Yeah, I think because they know they don't have the foot speed to stop a drive, and they don't have a rim protector to to stop the drive. Mm-hmm. So they they don't guarding a three is third or fourth on the priority I list totally, for that defense. I totally agree. So if that. another team gets hot shooting from distance, it's going to be tough. Or if they or if they are just a good three point shooting team, right? They're probably going to beat you. Because yeah. and especially uh, well, like the Creighton game, I think that probably yeah, yeah, that, that would have been a really yeah. good example. But Nebraska's got to knock down their free throws a little bit better if they're going to win on the road. They can they got you got to make about sixteen out of twenty free throws. If you get that many to shoot, or you're going to get beat, you've got to make some, some free good, throws. This is one of the better free throw shooting teams. It's the best of the Fred Hoiberg era. It's right. it, it's among the best if you include Tim Miles era, uh, if not the best. They have some guys that you really trust at the line this year. Now, 18-5 and five in their last 23 games, yes. dating back to, to last year. February. They played some games in February. Mm-hmm. They lost to Minnesota, and two of those losses were to Minnesota. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, in the 18 and last and year's five, yeah. Yeah, Big Ten tournament loss, ugly. But, but yeah, lost to yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota this year and uh, Creighton. Um, we lost to Creighton uh, on at home, and we lost to Minnesota at the tournament and Minnesota on the mm-hmm. road. What are the other two losses? Have well, you got them there in, I, in front of you or not? I don't, but I uh, can discover it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk pro football real quick. Jacksonville wins. They're in. Um, you know, if Indianapolis wins, they get in. And then uh, Houston, if they win, they're in. So one of them's playing one of them, you know, they're playing each other. Pittsburgh needs to win and have some help. Um, the Tampa Bay wins they're in, Green Bay wins they're in, and uh, Seattle, they have to win, but they got to have Green Bay lose. So go ahead and get in there, get on the internet, check out this NFL. Uh, there's some huge things that are benefit uh, to in these games, and a lot of there's about five or six games that mean a lot, and there's about six games that don't mean anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, I'm sure Denver and, and uh, the Raiders, they're going to go after each other pretty hard, though. They both want to win that game, but it, no one's going anywhere. So, lost to Minnesota, the Big Ten tournament last yep. year. Lost at home to Michigan State, that a competitive a tough, game yeah, yeah, on the February 28th. Yeah. And then the, the previous loss before that, you have to go back to February 8th against Michigan on the road in Ann Arbor. Yeah, uh, yeah, a so, game you probably thought you were going to lose. Right. Uh, the only game you really, of those five, the game at Michigan's the only game that you thought you were definitely going to lose. Because Michigan State at home is a winnable, and uh, Minnesota in the conference tournament, and Minnesota on the road were winnable. And the Creighton game, Nebraska was a two-point underdog. I mean, you know, at home, uh, there's a chance you're going to win that game, and they may only make the spread two. You know, so we, we had some winnable games, but we had unwinnable games that we won. Yes, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's what's amazing right. about it. That's yeah. how you counter it. Yeah. A really tough game coming up, but it could be a fun game. Chucky Hepburn, that's the missing another missing piece besides three-point defense. Not a true point guard on the team for the Huskers. Oh, if they had Chucky Hepburn, this would be a top 25 team, no doubt. But he's with Wisconsin, and they're in the top 25. That game, a 115 tip-off. That's tomorrow. And then Tuesday, Nebraska welcomes in number one Purdue to Pinnacle Bank Arena. We're looking forward to all that. Of course, looking forward to our coverage tonight. Uh, Jimmy will be there. You can watch him referee Wood River at Ravenna. You can listen to that on 98.9 The Vibe. You can listen to uh, GICC hosting Kearney Catholic here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Jimmy, it was fun. Thanks yeah, for, we had a good time. for talking. Yeah, we hope the Huskers win. Yeah, that'll be exciting. The next time we talk, we'll probably still talk in Nebraska basketball. And they're not even on the bubble. I wonder right, if they're like so about early. a 10 seed. Yeah, right. I saw some silly headline that came out that almost made me throw my phone. It was Fred Hoiberg, early frontrunner for Big Ten Coach of the Year. Guys, we've played three Big Ten games. Cool it a little bit, but no reason not to be optimistic. Thanks to the folks that joined us on the program today. Jeff Drogi, he's with the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association, giving out the John Wooden Legacy Award tonight.
to the family of Coach Paul Baranek and also to Kevin Mayfield of Grand Island Central Catholic Girls Basketball. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you tune in tonight for High School Hoops. You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnegie. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over!